Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and today I have a very, very special guest. This line is absolutely beautiful. It's very, very innovative scientifically. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the CEO of Noble Panacea, Celine Talabaza. Celine, welcome to the show. I am so, so excited to host you. Hi, good evening, Ekta. Um, uh, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure to be here with you. Um, I would love it if you could get us started by telling us a little bit about yourself and the and the brand and how it all really started. Yeah, of course. Um, I come from the beauty industry, so I've been working in the beauty industry for the past, I would say, a little bit more than 15 years. I okay. started in France. I'm French, of course, as you can hear. And then I quickly... Um, traveled in different countries and, and work in different companies uh, in Spain. Then I studied in Finland then went back to Paris. Um, wow. And then, yes, that was a lot of... Uh, Quite an international yeah. experience, yes. <laughs> and then I had the opportunity to work uh, in Singapore as well for L'Oréal um, and then for LVMH, uh, Sephora, and finally for Unilever. Um, and so this experience in Singapore really was uh, enlightening to me. Then I was given the other opportunity to move to New York, uh, a city that I really cherish for um, many, many years. And so I spent a couple of years in New York, still in the beauty industry, um, and then moved back somewhere around near home. So I spent three years in, uh, in Switzerland. So I'm now back closer to home um, after yes. having worked in, in many different countries with many different people. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that sounds lovely, actually. You know, I think when you are able to see, um, you know, an industry from multiple perspectives in terms of like different cultures and how they perceive beauty and how they look at things, I think that makes you so well primed to create something phenomenal. So um, it really makes sense with the brand and your background. It, it, it all adds up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> So I would love to hear more about, um, you know, just when you first came across the innovation and the, and the discovery driven approach for Noble Panacea, like what was the, what was the process of um, creating this line? Yes, so that was, that was really uh, something unique, I would say, because I was introduced to Sir Fraser Stoddart and his technology um, as I joined this crazy project. And yeah. I really could, uh, together with the small team we had at, at the time, sit with him and understand the uniqueness and the amazing possibilities that the OMV technology could uh, bring to the skincare industry. So right. that was really what seduced me into that project is that we were able to really bring um, innovation and something that didn't exist and that was very unique and patented to the market um that was really what what interested me well can you i would love to hear more about um you know like the actual discovery that was made because i i you know a line founded by a Nobel laureate is not something you come across every day and i would love to know more about the actual um findings that all of this revolved around of course. So let me clarify first. Uh, Sir Fraser Stoddart was awarded the Nobel Prize of Chemistry in 2016 mm -hmm. for his work on molecular machines. And um, the 
OMV itself is not awarded by a Nobel Prize. The founder of our company um, is a Nobel laureate, and I think it's very dear to him um, for us to be precise and exact and correct when, when we speak about our technology. The technology, yeah. though, was discovered by his team, um, and that was linked to serendipity. So Sir Fraser is currently the board of trustee of Northwestern University in Chicago. Um, oh, wow. He has a team of scientists, a uh, team of students. He has mentored over uh, 500 PhD students in his career. So he is really relentlessly working together with students and, and research is obviously a huge part of um, his, um, his career. So yeah. part of this work that is leading to, um, to the Nobel Prize, serendipity happens and his team could testify the, um, the, the, the OMV technology as crystallization of these small, small, very, very small vessels that yeah. could have beautiful properties to encapsulate ingredients. So uh, serendipity is a big part of it. And I insist on this because he truly believes that in order to achieve great advancement in science, we uh, or the student in, in science should be given the opportunity to study things um, and, and discover um, things that were not planned to be discovered. So yeah. Yeah, you know, I love that. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak on this a little bit because it's very close to my heart. You know, when I started in science, you know, I'm not going to lie, I was the kid that was like one day I'm gonna win the Nobel Prize in medicine, you know, and I did so much research and I was always into research and I understood at a very early age that scientists um, like this, they their their work is not just their work. It's really a, a mindset and it's a it's a way of living and it's a way of like looking at life. You know what I mean? So like yeah. it makes sense what you say and it makes sense like how this discovery came about in a you know in the way that it did. So I love that you shared that story. Thank you. Of course. Um, yeah, so I, how was this, I want to ask you though, how was, um, now from the point of, of, you know, the medical and the scientific discoveries and then transitioning that into a skincare line, um, yeah. I want you to walk us through that whole process, like what that was like and um, how you guys went about it. Yeah, so, um, and for this again, I would go back to Sir Fraser because really his goal is to leave a legacy. And he would sometime tell me, you know, Selena, I've been like, um, awarded these wonderful prizes. And really it is relevant for some of this uh, scientific community, but for, um, it, I, I probably won't be remembered for this piece of work by um, the majority of people. So yeah. really he's looking for uh, leaving a legacy uh, that is relevant to a greater number of people. And so his technology could be applied to renewable energies, or uh, we could even think about the pharmaceutical industry with drug delivery, because it's a system of encapsulation that is extremely precise. And, but the reality is that the skincare industry is the one that is touching uh, many people, that is relevant for women every single day. And that is also the industry that allow you to launch and commercialize that technology the fastest. So today, Noble Panacea with the OSMV is the first brand, the first commercialization of that technology. 
I love that. I really love it. I like that he chose skincare because one of my biggest, um, you know, feedbacks that I get from this podcast is from doctors and they say, well, all of this has to end, you know, people need to stop promoting skincare. And my argument is always why? Because if we don't, if we don't look into brands such as this, such as Noble Panacea, and if we don't look at the incredible discovery and science that is behind something like this, mm-hmm. how are we ever supposed to move forward in the medical field? You know what I mean? So yeah. like, it's, it's a very interesting way that he shared his, um, his discovery and his knowledge, because now it's in a, it's in a market and it's available to people who can look at it and be like, if there are science, young scientists out there, they can be inspired by that. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's much more than just skincare and, I, and I'm saying this to everybody listening by the way because I want to I want to make this point is that it's not just about okay this or that it has to be a discovery driven mindset when you approach skincare so yeah. I love that um, I want to talk about your packaging though because you guys really killed it with the pack I mean I love I, I'm not gonna lie to you when I before I started this podcast my goal was one day I'm going to start my own skincare line and my idea was always this individual packaging um, that was able to keep things stable and whatnot. So I want to talk about that, how that came about, um, how you guys decided on how you wanted to deliver these products. So this is again, linked to the technology. Everything we do is surrounded the technology and the technology is the core of Noble Panacea. So uh, the USMV is sensitive to um, different things, um, lights, air, and the best way to keep the USMV intact and therefore how we have designed the formulation, how it has been kind of programmed and to make sure that when you put it on your finger and you will apply it to your face, it is exactly as we wished it was. Um, It was necessary to launch it in daily dose. So that came together with a big worry of mine, which is, okay, this is gonna be daily packaging and this is not really uh, in line with the sustainability angle, which by the way, it's, it's something that is not only necessary, but it's really a mandate for us. Like if we create a new brand, we must do it right. There is no reason um, for us to create additional waste with a brand that didn't exist before, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the planet didn't, didn't uh, need us to exist. Right. <laughs> we do exist. We must do things right. So when the technology uh, being so sophisticated and um, fragile came with that idea with uh, daily packaging, it came with a worry. And so immediately with with the product development team, we searched for the possibility of recycling this daily uh, packaging, making sure that anyway we would create much less waste than what is currently in the market. And so this is for um, the the daily dose uh, packaging. Now we also have a very interesting take on um, the octagonal box where all the daily doses are hosted. So this box is made out of uh, starch and so it is not plastic. Uh, you have an aluminum insert inside that you can also um, recycle. So everything is thought through. So we are making the best efforts to provide regardless of the cost and the supply and the difficulty and the complexity of building such a product. Yeah. Uh, because sustainability comes 
uh, as being very complex and, and, and of course very costly. Despite all of this, we wanted to have absolutely no compromise on providing the, the best sustainable option we had. And of course, all our papers are um, FSC certified and we have launched a refill uh, earlier this year. So when you buy that beautiful octagonal minimalist design box, and Which is, I'm obsessed with, by the way. It's the most beautiful thing on my vanity. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful. And I, I, I remember when you said, like, when, in the beginning, when you said, I will, I'm French, I was like, well, that explains it. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And I love the packaging. I absolutely think it's, it's the most luxurious feel and look. But I love that you guys are still sustainable. That's amazing. It, it has a very minimalist um, inspiration and, and feel. It's all white and pure and precise. And I think that's really reflecting um, what we are trying to say about our formulation as well. I love that. And, you know, I actually want to touch on a topic that um, I think this is the first time I've seen a skincare brand do this is refer to their each individual package as a dose and I absolutely love that I love that you guys said you know for example like you're the opener that comes with you know to open each packet right you guys call it the dose opener now I when I first saw that I was very very excited because I you know I this idea of dosing in skincare is something that's so new and so when I I want to ask you about that when you were creating how much would go into each individual um circle package what were um what was the steps behind that to create the perfect dose that we would need? Uh, many, many different steps. So as you yeah. would imagine, so Surfraiser is an incredible mind, extremely precise, very dedicated person. Uh, and by the way, it's amazing because instead of being frustrated with us, like the younger generations, it's all, he always finds a way to empower every single person in the <laughs> room. He's very approachable, very humble. To go back to your question, uh, many different steps because we have a team of scientists and a lab that looks at things in such a scientific way that yeah. really differ from what I have encountered in the industry before. Um, so the right amount of product, not only from a consumer perspective, but also what the skin needs, uh, what level of ingredient is inside, um, everything went into this, into consideration for, for the dosage. Wow. But I love that. And I, and I think, you know, it's definitely obvious that a scientific mind created this line because every detail, every little thing is like perfect. It's perfect. And it's, and for somebody out there who loves science or is a science student, when you see it, you can immediately appreciate how much, you know what I mean? Like the detail that you're describing and the, you know, like just all the little things, all the little details that, you know, they're very, very apparent and they're picked up on if you're, if you know what you're looking for, you know? So I, I love it. Um, now, in terms of formulation, um, what were some of the things that, you know, I know that you have uh, multiple products, right? So I want to know, um, what were some of the baseline concerns that you wanted to kind of revolve everything around when you were coming out with your, your range of products? Right. I think um, before speaking about what we don't have in the formulation um, and who we are catered to, I will speak a little bit about in more detail about what's the USMV technology for. Yes, um, in, in the industry right now, there is a lot of dedication and attention that is um, focusing on where the ingredient comes from, the grade of purity, is that ingredient known, is it a mysterious ingredient, is it new, 
um, et cetera, et cetera, which is great. Um, with Noble Panacea, we want to make sure we use ingredients that are scientifically proven to work. So we won't be picking up a flower on top of a mountain or finding the new seaweed that's not proven to work. We will work with ingredients that are really scientifically proven, that have papers, and we will get the best grade of purity for them. That's yeah. the, the basic minimum we can do. Now, what's the OM, OSMV? It's really a delivery system. So imagine your ingredient is a beautiful dress and you want to go to a party. And yeah. Get into that cab and that taxi and the taxi breaks down and you never get to the party. So the yeah. dress is completely useless, right? Right. Um, here is a little bit the same is if you get the best ingredient, best grade of purity, the, the, the best, um, by the way, synthetic or natural ingredient, according to um, their efficacy. Yeah. And you don't get them to where it needs or when it needs to be delivered to the skin. It's almost useless. So what the OSMV does, it takes the ingredient, protects it uh, at the molecular level, so very, very small, and then it drives it to the right party, to the right place, to the right uh, wow. side yeah. of skin. What's also amazing is that it's pre-programmed. So you have type of OSMV that can open immediately, type of OSMV that can open slightly later and type of OSMV that will open hours later. So you wow. can start thinking of sequence of benefits and sequence of release of ingredient. And you don't need to wake up at 4 a.m. at night to reapply your moisturizer because the cream is working for you. Um, wow, that is, that is so interesting that they the ingredients release at different time points. Now that's like how much time went into creating that was that something that was there from the get-go in the discovery or did that take additional research um it is i would say a decade long research and that's from the moment i arrived and i meet sir fraser and i meet the all the talent, talented team members we are currently working with that technology already exists and they yeah. have identified all the potential of what we can do and so my job and the, my team's job was to make sure that it was so sophisticated and so groundbreaking that, right, how do we explain that to people now? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That was yeah. Um, our job is to make sure that we create a brand that is as elevated as the technology, but at the same time, not, not um, something that people could understand because really to get the right ingredient um, released for longer and release at the right time and protect it because you yeah. also protect them from cross interaction and you can right. also uh, control you know like if you dump all of the ingredients directly onto your skin you might get get some irritation and in any way the regulation wouldn't allow that to happen right so you're regulated to kind of uh, play with different percentages but with the OSMV what's beautiful is that you can make sure that you stay in that therapeutic window and so you don't uh, create irritation but your level of ingredient it's it's always um, almost con constant yeah uh, for the longest time so that, that's really amazing when you really is um, if you really are like a, a skincare lover and technology lover yeah. Groundbreaking. No, that's very groundbreaking because one of the biggest um, 
you know, when it comes to like the, the critique out there, right, for skincare, one of the biggest critiques is that we are not delivering products in a way that they are working molecularly with the, um, the pathways that are already in our skin. And on, you know what I mean? That go on in our skin layers, the molecular right. pathways, and we're not targeting them in a way that, um, you know, we're able to work with our normal physiological machinery rather we're bombarding our skin with things that are not time sensitive they're just there and then your skin is exposed to all this stuff at once so it doesn't know what to do with it you know so this is extremely groundbreaking absolutely um you know and as a scientist I can really appreciate that now one thing I want to ask you is um like in terms of using your products with other products I mean they're that's totally fine right because there shouldn't be a problem or do you recommend that people only use the products with noble panacea in their regimen? Um, I mean, for example, we do not have SPF. And uh, when you work in skincare, you know that the best thing you can do is apply SPF. So of course you can use other products together with Noble Panacea. And we have created uh, two collections with four products. We kept the routine extremely lean because we wanted to first explain the technology and not launch like uh, thousands of references at once, but really let our client appreciate uh, each references that have been crafted. So yes, of course, you can use other products together with ours. It won't, um, it won't mess up with the dosage, etc. But okay, so now I want to know, I want to know how long it takes for these products to penetrate into the layers of the skin that they need to go to. So like, can you tell us about that? Like when you put on, for example, if I put on the, the renewal, the intense renewal serum, um, how long in terms of like molecularly would it take for it to go to where it needs to go to? Like, where is it acting? That's really my question in terms of the, the, you know, the anatomy of the skin. Yes. So I think like if you take the serum as an example, it has so many ingredients into it and you need to think that some of them are free floating. So they would be uh, deposed on skin and penetrate slowly through the different layers of skin immediately. And then you would have other ingredients that are encapsulated into different kinds of OSMVs and released um, as we have designed the sequence. So I can't really give you an answer as Oh, it would take 10 minutes to go to the dermis, right. for example, because right. we we I don't think we need to be that specific. But what's so interesting is that you put your serum in the morning and you're confident that at noon it's still working. Yeah. Uh, during the afternoon it's still working, you know, because we have um scientific graph, by the way, I think we should uh, share that with you so you can look at it because I know you come from a scientific background as well so I'm sure it will be very interesting for you absolutely you yes please those those curves like really the ingredient that's not encapsulated into SMV that's like a peak and then it falls down after maybe an hour or so and then the ingredient that is encapsulated in OSMV and that's dropped into the skin and, and you can see it goes on and on and on and on and on, and on. so yes. Yeah, it, it is really um, a different different technology that really what amazed me when I met Sir Fraser and when I was given the opportunity to, to participate in this project. 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is truly revolutionary. And I, I want to, you know, really commend you because you've really carried his vision very, very beautifully forward. And I think that that's so important because, you know, for me, when I look at it from a science perspective, there are so many brilliant minds in science that are contributing to areas of skin health. But a lot of it gets shot down because there are already there are doctors out there that are, think that they know everything, but it's like, you know, there has to be this appreciation for the PhD side, for the academic, you know, research side that is doing what Noble Panacea is doing, for example, you know what I mean? So like, and for you to carry that forward as the CEO and from a business perspective, I mean, that's gotta have been very challenging, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think there is also something that resonate with what you're saying and, and probably who you are as a person is um, Sir Fraser has two daughters and they are both PhD chemists. So he wow. knows the importance of women in science and he knows that diversity and collaboration and cross-cultural collaboration is essential to uh, great advancement. So really we took that on the brain as well. We reached out to Girl Up, uh, which is an association from the UN Foundation. And yeah. we, we chose to partner with them because they give us the opportunity to um, sponsor and help young girls education in science. Because oh wow! I love that. Oh my gosh! Yes, please go to continue. Yeah, I think I think that would be relevant to you, of course. So yes, is that very, is so close to my heart. Yes, please. It is very important for us, and I think for our client to you know to to purchase into something that is a little more than a beauty product. Yeah. When you meet Surfraiser, you see it's very clear that he's he's way more like uh, the way he mentors all these students and push them into uh, really looking for great research and advancement. We had yeah. to bring this back into the brain and make sure that we, we give an objective for the person who is buying into Noble Penset to also support um, girls' education inside. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. What a great, great cause. I love that. I mean, you know, that is, that is the best way I think that you can really advance and give back to the community of this industry. And I absolutely love that. I think women's um, education is something that uh, definitely does not get talked about enough. So, you know, hats off to you guys. That's a beautiful initiative. Um, you know, I want to know though a little bit more about in terms of like when it came to marketing the brand and when it came to finding your demographic of, um, you know, consumers, what was that like? Um, did you like have a plan in mind? Did you have some statistics in mind that you were considering or, you know, how did that work? Yes, so I'm a marketeer by, um, by experience. So of course, uh, we looked at where uh, the needs were. Um, also, we looked at the nature of the product, like who could be able to afford such kind of product because today it takes three weeks to build one product. It takes um, like, there are very few scientists in the world who knows how to manipulate this OSMV. We have our own lab that is very different from usually like um, small beauty brands. So yeah. all of this, uh, plus all the packaging that is really carefully sourced and built, all of this um, is by design a luxury product. Uh, it, it's really mm -hmm. like the handcraft that goes into not only the formulation, but the pack. Um, is truly a luxury product. So 
with this in mind, um, we had to take into consideration like who our clients will be. And, right. and yes, this, um, this was a lot of uh, work on the strategy and on the positioning of the brand. I think that, you know, you guys really hit the demographic, though, because, I mean, when I look at it, I'm, I'm like instantly, you know, when I first saw you guys, I was like, I have to have them on my podcast because one, obviously the background, right? But then the packaging and the way that it looks and the way that it appeals to me as a consumer really drew me in. And that's why I asked you that question, because, you know, coming from a science background, I think anyone can appreciate just like how beautifully crafted even the packaging is. So um, that, that's interesting that you that you mentioned that. Um, now, you know, I want to I want to ask you a little bit about, you know, what's coming up next for the brand, because I know that this is a, you know, obviously very technology driven, very science driven. So whatever you guys do, you know, whatever you do next is going to be very well thought out. So um, are there things in the works, you know, or? Are yes, you always, always. We have a team of scientists that, that are like working, uh, it's their passion, right? So they would always be looking for new things, um, improvement of the technology. Um, and then of course we have many different ideas on uh, new innovation to launch. Uh, we'll be also working on pushing a little bit further the boundaries on, on sustainability. But what's really interesting about the technology and its future is when you start thinking about chronobiology of the skin. So really when, when you understand when is your skin at its best to absorb a certain nutrient, when do you retain water, when um, is the worst moment for you to put something on your, on your skin and how do you work around that with our product? How do you program that the pro product will work at the optimum timing um, so we'll be looking at bioreason and, and chronobiology in that sense. That's interesting. I mean, I, I want to know, though, when you were looking at ingredients, I mean, I know that the, the delivery mechanism is very, very advanced and, and, you know, obviously, but when you were looking at what was in the vehicles, I mean, what were the, the ingredients that you really wanted to focus on? So, for example, the Absolute Collection uh, has retinol in it and yeah. the Brilliant one has Bacupiol. So we wanted to have an alternative to retinol in the Brilliant Collection that is catered to a more, let's say, younger um, population that, yeah. is, uh, that is a natural version of retinol, but still proven to have like... Um, equivalent results. So we work things around this way. We would have some natural peptides in the brilliant, and then we would have some more um, synthetic um, efficient peptides in the absolute range. And then per product, there is no, like, of course we have different sets of ingredients per product. So there is not one product that has the same ingredient as the other one. So yeah. we work with, uh, with glycolic acid, for example, um, in the serum for the Brilliant. And then we, we work with Teprenone um, that helps repair um, the end of the chromosome or- um, The telomeres? There, yes, avoid the degradation of the telomeres. Yeah, so like, like basically slow down aging. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, yeah. in the absolute serum. So this is just to give you examples and per product, you have, I think over uh, 30 to 40 ingredients. So we 
cut it down to three or four onto our website, onto our packaging, just to make sure we didn't confuse everybody. But if you yeah. look at the inky list, because our clients do, they really are educated. They know what's inside the product. They know how to read a list of ingredients. You will realize that there are actually a lot of active ingredients in there. That's very interesting. And, you know, uh, Celine, I actually have a question from the biomedical end, because I know that oftentimes it can be very, very hard integrating um, academia into, you know, like medical clinical research. So when it came to clinical trials and um, just the clinical data, how did you approach that? So for clinical trials, we do it uh, for the moment in two ways. They are like in vitro um, clinicals that we do at our lab. And then there are what we call in vivo clinicals where you place products with uh, real people. Um, So we have both in vitro and in vivo. And um, that's how we we are able to um, speak about the efficacy of the product to a certain extent. And that's how also you make sure that, you know, your product is ready to launch because you have all of this uh, scientific data that's uh, backing um, your message. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, I I just find it interesting because like for, for clinical trials, everyone talks about in vivo versus in vitro. And they talk about how, you know, if you test everything in a Petri dish, you can't tell if it's going to work in a person. But then on that flip side, there's this argument of, well, we don't want to be, you know, we don't want to do animal testing and we don't want to do any kind of, you know, harm, but it's like for science, I I mean, I just don't understand how that's possible. Right. Like, it's like, we need, we need testing on real subjects and, and for in the term, in terms of science, that's absolutely crucial. So was that something you had to deal with? Like being the CEO, like, um, yes. how did, yeah, so okay. I had to, yeah, of course, uh, we are uh, leaping bunny and so we don't test on animals. So speaking yeah. with hardcore scientists, that was obviously one, one thing. So we, uh, we work on um, synthetic membrane that would mimic the skin. Mm, uh, okay. Yeah. So we, we do not test on animals. That was one request. Yeah, absolutely. That must have been so hard because every lab I've worked in, a mouse model is at the heart of the lab. Like, it's like, you know, without a mouse model, we have nothing. So that must have been very, very difficult. Yes. Um, I mean, we are, we are like pursuing beauty here. We are not pursuing yeah. ending a pandemic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> I think we can have the luxury to test on synthetic skin versus testing on animals. Absolutely. I love how you, I love how you said that, by the way, that was great. Um, You know, who knows, maybe you can end the pandemic, you know, with all this science discovery and stuff, you never know. Um, But that's, that's wonderful, Celine. I love learning about this brand. You guys are really, really doing amazing things. And I'm, I'm so blown away by this, this amazing technology. So, you know, if everyone listening out there, if you haven't checked out Noble Panacea, I, I really urge you guys to go really do some research and check out this brand. I mean, this is what skincare and new skincare technology is really all about. So Celine, I want to thank you so much for your time and for your willingness to come onto our show and share all this great information with us. Thank you, Ekta. It was my pleasure. I would love to connect with Sir Fraser Arms anytime he has availability to learn more about his technology. We'll share that with him. Thank you.